Welcome to Faith of Our Fathers. This week we feature Percy Crawford and his weekly television broadcast, Youth on the March. Percy's first experience in radio to reach lost souls came in 1925 when he was a student at Biola, the Bible Institute of Los Angeles. Biola had an extremely powerful radio station, KTBL, perhaps the first all-religious radio station in the world. Percy got up to the microphone and preached to a large audience. He understood the power of radio to get his message across to those who needed Jesus in their lives. Today's sermons, with a little help from his family, are taken right from 1950's Youth on the March broadcasts. want tonight to talk to you from one little passage of scripture over in the Bible. You know, about examining ourselves. Examination time is a rather discouraging time. I heard a while back of a young fellow who uh, went to college, uh, sent there by his dad who had plenty of money, and the young fellow was more interested in, uh, uh, rather than academic things, uh, extracurricular activities, you know, and girls and so on. And when it came around to examination time, why, he, he hadn't done so well, flunked his exams. And so he sent a telegram back to his brother, who was at home with his dad. And in the telegram, he said, flunked all exams, prepare father. And he got a telegram back from his brother, and it said, father prepared, prepare self. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's one way out of it, you know. But uh, one way into it, rather. Tonight, I want to talk to you for one passage of scripture found over in 2 Corinthians, the 13th uh, chapter, the 5th verse. Listen to it. Examine yourselves. Whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Examine yourselves. Uh, those uh, two words caught my eye this week. Examine yourself. Now, a lot of folks are good at examining other people. Uh, there are a lot of folks, you know, that never darken a church door. Of course, I wouldn't say you, but uh, how, how they like to examine other people. Oh, they say hypocrites in the church and all. Uh, good at picking up faults in other people. Well, this text says examine yourself. Will you do that just for a few minutes while I talk to you? Examine yourself. And you know, I put down in my notes, first of all, we should examine ourselves to see if our sins are forgiven. The Bible says, blessed or happy is the man whose sins are forgiven. The person whose sins are forgiven is the happiest person in the world today. Blessed is the man, God. But you know, we're so busy about everything else. We're so busy about running here and hearing this program and listening to that uh, show and uh, this television program. And we forget all about ourselves. We're so interested in other things and we don't get time out to think. We forget about that. We don't think about ourselves in our own sinful way. I heard a while back of a father who was dying. He had a wild son. He didn't care anything about God. And the father said when he was dying, he said, son, I'm going to make my dying request of you. One thing I'm going to ask. When I'm gone, you'll come in this room here where we are now and sit on that chair for 10 minutes every day. And the son said, well, that's easy. Sure, I'll do that, Dad. And the father died, and after the funeral, he came in and he sat in the room, not 10 minutes, five minutes. He thought on his way. He thought about God. He thought about heaven and his dad. and got down on his knees and gave his heart to Jesus Christ and prayed, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He thought of himself, his own sinful way, his own unworthiness before a holy God. I would to God tonight I could get you to think, not about other people, examine yourself, whether you are in the faith, whether you have a hope beyond the grave. You know, a preacher was traveling through the country, and he went to, on his tour, and he came to a hotel, as we often have to stay in hotels. 
and he talked with one of the ladies that cared for the, uh, in the making up the rooms and the maids, and he talked to her about the Lord, and when he left, he gave her a gospel of John and said, I'm going to ask you to make this prayer every day while I'm gone. And this was the prayer. Lord, show me myself. Lord, show me myself. And, she, and he left. Weeks later, he came back through that city and stopped at that hotel and found this uh, little lady in despair. Sorrow, anguish had gripped her heart, and she was in misery. And she said, oh, sir, give me another prayer. Give, help me some way. And he got down on his knees with her and gave her another prayer. And it was this, Lord, show me thyself. Lord, show me thyself. Oh, what a difference. When you reach the place, my friend, where you're conscious of the fact after you've examined yourself and see that there's no good thing in you, but your life is black and vile and deserving of hell. And then see that 1,900 years ago, Jesus went to the cross to die for sinners. What a difference it makes. You heard in this man's life tonight what happened. You heard in my life what happened when the Son of God came in, when I saw my unworthiness. That's what's worthwhile. And then examine yourself to see that the Spirit of God dwells in your heart. Romans 8 and 9 says, If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Now, some preachers say this means you must run around and be gushing and, and live like Jesus and try hard, do a good deed every day. That's not true. That's rot. He's talking here about the Spirit. Now, I believe in that. I believe you should try to be like Jesus. It doesn't mean that here. If you haven't the Spirit of God dwelling in your heart, God says if Christ comes in, the Spirit of God comes in to dwell. And you're born again. That's what he's talking about. Now, if you don't have that, you're none of his. You'll never get inside of heaven. I don't care if you belong to a thousand churches or do the best you can or try hard from now on to doomsday. No, sir. You must have the Spirit of God dwelling in your heart. That's the most important thing. And lastly, I thought, you should examine yourself tonight to see that your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Oh, it says over in Revelation, uh, whosoever's name was not found written in the Lamb's Book of Life was cast into the lake of fire. That's a tragedy. The, the disciples went out and they were so happy they'd perform miracles. Why, they said, this is wonderful. Jesus said, don't rejoice at that. Well, the lame could walk and the blind could see. Don't rejoice at that. He said, rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And then what else? Why, that's the greatest thing in all the world tonight, all of these young people here and throughout the nation. Thousands are not ashamed of the blood-stained banner of the cross because Christ has come in to dwell. How about you? How about you? Afraid you lose your job? Afraid you lose some of those young people at high school, your friends? You afraid at work there they'll ride you? Sure they will. They'll call you a goody-goody and gut religion and hit the sawdust trail and weak need and everything else. Come out tomorrow and say to the godless foul-mouthed bunch, okay, I'm trusting in the Son of God and I'm not ashamed of it. Will you do that tonight? Will you? Will you examine yourself to see whether your sins are forgiven? Will you examine yourself to see if the Spirit of God dwells in your heart? Will you examine yourself to see if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Washington, the senators and congressmen are trying to scare us about the atomic bomb, and they're right. You read it in your newspapers tomorrow, be careful, it's coming. Oh, now preachers aren't. But my friend, it's coming. And we're going to get it as sure as we're breathing. Listen to me. Will you be ready when that time comes? If it should come tonight, while you're sleeping? God help you this night to make sure and put your trust in Jesus Christ so you'll have a hope beyond the grave. Tonight we're introducing our new daughter, 10-month-old uh, Donna Lee. She's making her debut, and she's going to sing for you. And her mommy's over there at the piano. Boys, how about you singing with her, will you? Donna Lee, you sing for us nights now. As Don, Dick, and Dan sing with you, all right? Uh, 
You've been listening to Percy Crawford and Youth on the March.